she would turn, like we would turn to walk away after we'd finished talking to the people at the door. And the ones that didn't want the news um, or didn't want to, to, to listen, they would just respectfully say that they've got their own beliefs. And, you know, I'd say, okay, have a nice day. And then we turn away to walk and the eldest wife would say, oh, they're going to get destroyed in Armageddon. Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, find me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Aldo B. Martin. Oh and, my God, yeah. And, and your time spent with people needed to be around the kingdom. We called ourselves the kingdom and it needed to be spent around other disciples, right? So you really, you know, outsiders was not really a thing unless you're trying to recruit. So to what extent did the Jehovah's Witnesses do the same thing? Okay, so we were taught to never associate with the world unless we were going to gain a bible study just like you were saying recruit so um because we we were taught that because they were they are under the influence of satan and his demons (laughs) (laughs) yeah and if we associated with them too much we would be publicly publicly reproved sometimes privately or expelled um which is what they call disfellowshipped. And, and, that's um, for, and that's for being associated with people outside of the church? Absolutely. Even family members. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was terrible. Um, so You mean, even, fa- you mean it, even family members? So I couldn't hang out with my brother, my physical brother. They, they, would, look, they would frown upon that if he was living in uh, what they would class as an ungodly life. So... Yeah, it was. But I, I was always, I was always stubborn. You know, I, I have this. Yeah, I'm not really good at um, doing what I'm told. <laughs> but um, yeah, like even if we tried to do research on the organization, um, any factual information that we would find would be considered satanic propaganda. Um, you know, we in our organization, we would call that spiritual pornography. Oh, wow. A- anything that was <laughs> anything, anything that spoke ill of our organization, we deemed it as spiritual pornography. That was a term that we used. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 This is. Yeah. So, so it looks like you and I were living um, in parallel universes. On the same, Absolutely. on the same, pla- on the same planet. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, definitely. So, so let me ask you though, what are, what are your thoughts on such a practice though? Right, this seems to be. I I I don't even want to use words. What are your thoughts on this on this type of practice? Um, to associate with the world. To to forbid people from associating with the world. I um one thing that um I used to tell my mother was um this is when i woke up i said um you you speak about um love and and christianity and but you're forgetting that jesus christ sat with sinners he ate with sinners you know and um 
my mother didn't want a bar of it. She didn't want to know anything. She said, you know, um, that's satanic propaganda. You're an apostate. I'm not going to listen to you. You know, come back to Jehovah. She would always say that. Um, one thing that they they use psychological uh, abuse is very um, dominant in in cults, as as you would know. Um, my mother would uh, even the organization they would tell you that you leaving the organization you're leaving God, and um, I said to my mother. Um, I'm not leaving God. I'm leaving uh, a corrupt organization, you know. And um, now I, I don't class myself as a Christian. I just um, do what I've always done, and that's be a humanitarian. And I always tell people um, your relationship with God or the creator of the universe, that's your individual relationship. That's got nothing to do with me, you know. Um, and this is something that I I have always believed because even when we'd go to knocking on doors, um, the, the last few times I went out witnessing what they call preaching door to door, um, the elder's wife, she would turn, like we would turn to walk away after we'd finished talking to the people at the door. And the ones that didn't want the news um, or didn't want to 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 listen, they would just respectfully say that they've got their own beliefs. And, you know, I'd say, okay, have a nice day. And then we turn away to walk and the elder's wife would say, oh, they're going to get destroyed in Armageddon. So one day I got quite um, frustrated and I turned to her and I said, but how do you know? How, how do you know? Nobody knows what's going to happen. You know, there's... We can't judge and condemn people. We're supposed to show love for our neighbor, you know, and um, that was the last day she wanted me to go preaching with her. <laughs> oh, wow. You were you were disinvited? Yeah. You were disinvited? I was dissed, man. I was dissed. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm happy to hear that, actually. <laughs> good, good for you. Yeah. It, it seems to have worked out. So let, let me... You've already mentioned uh, the term explicitly, but I'm hoping maybe you can expound on it a little bit more. The Jehovah's Witnesses, um, as my church, but the Jehovah's Witnesses have been called a cult by many people, including many former members such as yourself. Do you do you agree with such a label? I do uh, wholeheartedly, and I I did that. I, I started to acknowledge them as a cult after I've done research on cultish behavior. Well, let me ask and you this. How long were you a Jehovah's Witness? I was affiliated with the Jehovah's Witnesses since I was 14. And um, I was back and forth, in and out, um, got married young and, you know, settled down young. And um, I was, yeah, like I said, always affiliated with, with them. Um, I, I was the first one to start studying with them when I was 14. My aunt um, came to our house one day and um, my mother was asleep with a hangover <laughs> and I was cleaning up and she came and knocked on the door and she says, oh, hey, baby, because um, you know how us black folks, we call our nieces and nephews baby. And Even, so, even um, in Australia? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's a universal thing, melanin a... thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so so she's talking to you. She's talking to me and, and she says, hey, baby, is mum here? And I said, mum, she's asleep drunk and uh, and I'm not going to wake her. Otherwise, I'll cop the brunt of it later. And um, unfortunately, my mother was a violent drunk uh, before she became a Jehovah's Witness. Um, I'm not sure whether you're familiar with the Aboriginal history over here. It, I think it's the same uh, over there uh, where we were my my mum was taken away from her parents, the oh. Australian government. Yeah, they call that the stolen generation over here. Um, so she had a lot of issues, you know, after like um, her parents died when she was just a little girl, um, when she was taken away in the or- and put in the orphanage at two years old. So being a mother was it was very hard for my mum. So anyway, my auntie, um, she said, uh, after I told her that my mum was um, asleep drunk, she said, can I share something with you? And I kind of looked at her. You know how uh, how we do that look as if to say, mm, I don't know. Right, <laughs> you yes, know? yes, yes. Gave her, the, uh, <laughs> gave her the side eye, we like to call. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> and then she said, come I, for, on, for the For the audience, it's, it's really interesting because um, uh, Daniela and I, we both have our cameras off. However, we can both picture what is happening. So <laughs> yes. maybe maybe that speaks to her effectiveness and efficiency in speaking and vocabulary, or maybe this is just a universal thing. I don't know, but go on. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, she said, I'd love to share something with you from the Bible and gave her the side eye. And then out of respect, you know, in our culture, it's very important to um, have respect for your elders. and. Um, so I went up to the door and uh, she shared a scripture with me where it's in Revelation and it says um, there will be no more mourning nor outcry nor pain or you know anything anymore. And um, I, I just stood there and she continued to um, talk and she asked me, um, do you believe that um, that all this suffering is going to end? Now, bear in mind that I'm 14 years old, but I was raped by my great uncle from the ages of eight right through to 16, um, you know, by, you know, throughout my my years. And her saying that, I, I said to her, well, I've had a lot of bad things happen to me, auntie, and um, God wasn't there to save me, you know, and... Um, she said, but we're not allowed to blame God. We have to blame Satan. And I said, well, I, I don't know. God is supposed to be almighty. And, you know, um, so she um, rubbed me on my arm as if to, you know, show me some love. And um, then she, uh, then I asked her, um, I asked her, do you think um, God can change my mum and she said yes yes he can he, he can change your mum and I looked at her the side eye again and I said I don't know I don't know if I believe that you I'll, know? I'll, I'll believe and it when I see it I'll believe it when I see it and um, so 
she said that she'd come back the following weekend and that's what they do. They said, we'll come back next weekend and we can discuss it further, you know. Um, and that way they actually count their preaching time, you know. So when they go out preaching, they actually, it's more like a job where you have to put you down to, the hours that you've yeah, preached. Yeah, you got to clock in, right? You're clocking in. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And um, so she did come back the next day, uh, so yeah. next weekend, and my mum was sober. So she was talking to my mother, and um, uh, then my mother, uh, my aunt asked my mother, um, "Can Danny um, study the Bible with us?" And uh, my mum looked at me and said, "Yeah, she's a good girl. She can do it. Yeah, she can study." And um, so I started to study with them, but they had this uh, hardcover red book titled "Live Forever on Paradise," and you know in paradise on earth wait a second wait a second i think i have that book <laughs> did you i did because now, because my mother used to study with jehovah's witnesses when i was younger oh wow and, wow well you probably yeah and so i remember she probably still had it and and i remember seeing this now this is in the 1980s and i remember i remember seeing the book you know, I remember seeing the book, but I didn't know the words in it because it was in Portuguese. And so oh, wow. I didn't know how to read Portuguese. Right. Like I, I, you know, I came to America when I was five and, you know, I never learned to read Portuguese. So I was just looking at the pictures and what, <laughs> what, what, was, what was interesting to me about those those illustrations in this in this red book is is how it would. um it would show, you know, current day, right? People living on earth. And then it would show what I thought was paradise or 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 or, yes. or heaven or whatever. But what's yeah. what stuck out to me as a kid was I was like, oh snap. So even in heaven, the men are, are have their shirts tucked into their trousers? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, man, what a, what a formal place. <laughs> <laughs> and all the angels are white. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a what a jeez, right? What a what a thing. What a thing. I don't know what else to call it, but other than what a thing. I'm just gonna call the thing a thing. That's what it is. Oh thing man. Thing. So so now you you start to study, but it seems as if your mom is softening her edge a little bit. Yeah, my mom. Um, and that she, must have made uh, you really happy. My mom softening her edge. Uh, no, it took my mom a long time to actually stop drinking. Um, she started to study the Bible after my two youngest sisters started to study as well. Oh, so it's a family and, um, affair. It was a family affair, yeah. My brother, the one who passed away uh, two and a half years ago, he never never really studied it full on because he had a lot of demons that he hadn't dealt with, you know. Um, so um, I started studying and then my sister started studying and then my mom started to study and uh, gradually she started to change her life and um, she did um, – she, she, like, she changed the physical abuse and um but 
never she she didn't change the psychological abuse um, towards towards us. My mother and I uh, we had a very estranged um, relationship, very strained, and um, because um, <clears throat> she was she was very violent, and um, I, I understand that when you want to discipline your child, you, you know, us we just want to just smack them, um, you know. But my mother would use a force, and um, sometimes she'd punch me in my jaw. There were times I'd go to school with clumps of my hair missing from my head. It was oh wow, a very horrendous childhood, and and this whole time I was suffering from sexual abuse, you know. Um, so, and I didn't tell her until I was twenty five that my great uncle did that to me. Um, so, hmm? no, I was I, I I don't I don't ha- that's that's a lot. That's a lot. That's more than. That's more than I don't know. I I don't. That's a lot. I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah, it, it's um, it was it was quite a journey for me, you know, um, being a child rape survivor. Um, but I believe that I have always had a strong mind. Um, and uh, ever since I started to get abuse, I just woke up in survivor mode. And um, my life was more important than my pain, you know. So, um, and uh, when I became a mother myself, I um, I just protected my kids. I think sometimes I wrapped them up in cotton wool too much. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, it was uh, quite a journey. It quite was, the journey. Uh, interesting. Quite the yeah. journey. So. So how many years were you with the organization? So from 14 till about how old? Five years ago. So I'm 50 this year. So from 14 to 30, uh, 35. Next time on The Reclamation. And uh, even my sister, when she got baptized, she said, oh, you just feel this whole whiff of Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and, and you're just totally different, you know. And my biggest advice would be to do diligent research on the Watchtower Society or a.k.a. JWOG um, before ever going down that path because it is, there is so much. Now, I'd like to talk about your poetry. 